Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Candid Community Leadership Podcast. We want to use this podcast to be real with you. We want to be transparent with you, and we want to inspire you as a community leader, a business leader, or a leader wherever you might have influence. I'm your host, Nick Glue, and during the day, I lead Marion Economic Development Corporation. I'm an economic developer by profession. Any other time, however, I'm just like you. I'm working hard to be a better leader in my community, in my business, and in my home. I believe now, more than ever, is the time for leaders to step up and try something new. Lead in ways you have never done before. Try something that stretches you to jump outside the box And that is what we are seeking to do through this podcast platform. Hey, leadership matters. That's why, as an economic development organization, we believe in the importance of these conversations. Here in Marion, Iowa, our brand promise is that we are the best place in Iowa to raise a family and grow a business. In order to do this, we need great leaders in our community, in our businesses, and in our homes. So today we welcome in perhaps the most visible leader of our Marion community, and that is our own Mayor Nick Abouassili. Nick, thanks for thanks for joining us and coming along on this little podcast journey with us. We really appreciate it, man. Hi, Nick. Thanks for the opportunity. We use this podcast to talk a lot about leadership, and boy, when you think about leadership on your own, who do you really attribute your own personal style of leadership to? Well, um, it'd be difficult to say it's more I think just a lifetime of, of learning um, I, I did I grew up in a family um, where there was uh, very much of a can-do attitude that was part of everything uh, that we did um, and uh, sort of built a uh, attitude of you know every problem has a solution and there's no um, uh, nothing, nothing can really overwhelm us, and so I, I, that's sort of my foundation. And then just a lifetime, like I said, in leadership from junior high on, uh, of trial and error, learning what works and what doesn't work, what motivates people, observing other leaders. You know, I think we we can learn something from everyone, and there are certainly very positive leaders, and there are leaders who are negative who. Uh, you know, may not be uh, the ideal leaders, but uh, you can still learn something from them and their style. Uh, so observing lots of leaders and, and just learning what works and what doesn't work. And then you know, over time, like I said, from junior high through every stage of my life, I've been in leadership positions of various organizations and groups and developed my own brand and style. And it's mostly it's driven, I think, by loyalty and commitment to the group, whichever group I'm leading, and, and wanted to see it succeed, just a genuine desire to want to see it move forward and, and succeed, and a desire to serve. I think, you know, that's probably key to every every good leader, a desire to serve. I've kind of noticed in myself a, 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 a real deep need to be part of the action. You know, I've never been one that, that wanted to sit on the sidelines and and just watch things happen, but wanted to be part of the decision-making part of the action, especially if it's something that I, I, I care deeply about and, and see a need to improve and move it forward. Kind of develop that, uh, my leadership skills around that, and as well as a need to drive change. I think I enjoy that. I've always seen 
that you know ch opportunities exist when there's change and so driving change for the better i think has been part of my my uh, my desire to be in in leadership you mentioned a, a a minute ago about how just you've you've always had in 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 your mind it's always been instilled in you and you you've always tried to live by the fact that that nothing is too large or too challenging to overcome so here we are you and i are are sitting here talking uh, late on a Friday afternoon, uh, there's probably many people in our positions who'd say, boy, we've had enough this week. Let's, let's call this good. Um, we are also recording this podcast during a time that we would say our, our community and our, our world is, is, is in crisis. So we are about a month, month and a half into the COVID-19 pandemic. And one of the things that I believe is that during a crisis like the one we face today, um, our, our leaders and our community leaders need to be visible, perhaps more than ever. And in our organization, we've tried to do that by uh, just thinking differently how we communicate, using different uh, methods to communicate, being more intentional in how, in how we communicate, and frankly, just being more intentional in everything that we do. So you are the mayor of our community. Um, in the midst of crisis— and in an effort to be more visible, what has that looked like to you? What what have you been doing to model that? I, I think you're right. I think at a time like this, people want to see their leaders be visible. They want to know that they care. Uh, they want to know that they're on top of the situation. Uh, that gives people a sense of um, comfort and uh, security in a, in, a, in a volatile and uncertain situation. So... I have been spending quite a bit of time just making phone calls, calling individuals, uh, calling uh, businesses, just checking in on them, seeing what they're experiencing. And not just in my city role, you know, I'm, I'm very active in my church and I've been calling elderly and homebound people in my church just to check in on them, to let them know that they matter and they care that, that you know, they're cared about. And uh, and not that, that I'm the only one doing that, but people do appreciate that. I think the reaction has been very positive. Just an unexpected call from someone uh, just to, to say, hey, I'm just wondering how you're doing. Um, I think that can go a long ways uh, to give people hope. Um, I've been calling family members all around the world. You know, in this kind of situation, I think it brings out our shared humanity. Uh, it really comes into play. and. Um, and no one should feel like they're going through something like this alone. And that's really one of the biggest things that each, each of us can do is to let people know in a time of struggle and challenge, you know, that they matter and that they're not alone. I've been um, trying to lead by example in terms of my actions uh, as, you know, in, in following the advice of the healthcare community and the, the, the public health departments and our, our state. I've been uh, trying to be visible on social media, uh, messaging, um, you know, putting out the messaging that we need uh, to, to help people keep, keep people uh, informed. I've done a video to the community, a letter to the community in a newspaper, of course, been representing in my official capacity, uh, the community in all regional uh, coordination meetings, trying to stay informed. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, trying to keep myself informed this is such a, a fluid situation that things change daily and hourly sometimes uh, so being able to 
have the information to make the best decisions and you know in the moment when we need to make them is, is key i think i've tried to remain accessible to people in the community and i think that's been uh, appreciated uh people email message and call me all the time and uh, i've tried to be responsive and not not show uh you know that i'm uh, inconvenienced by 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 their calls and let them know that i appreciate their communications with me and, and try to get them the answers a lot of times people are just you know they're looking for resources they're asking there's a lot of confusion and people are looking for the right answer so a lot of what i've been doing is connecting people with the right resources forwarding their messages to the people that have the answers trying to just make sure that people are getting the, the their questions answered about what's going on, maybe what the city's doing, what the policies are, uh, what the resources are. And I know I've passed some things on to you um, and, and, and to really, you know, to everyone that, 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 that can answer the question uh, for the individual. I mean, I'm, I realize that I don't have all the answers, but I can certainly get people to the right resources. So I've been playing that role and, I think that's been uh, that's been a help. One of the things that I'm constantly in awe of as I look to you as a leader is your ability to form relationships and follow up on relationships and the things that you described, the things that you do, the people you call. I, I can really see you continue to model that desire and that intentionality in, in building relationships. M- me, myself, I started off the year. I'm not like a I'm not like a uh, a New Year's resolution guy, but I set a few goals. I wrote four things down on a piece of paper. The other three are not really important, but one of them was build relationships because I know that that's something that I myself need to be more more focused on as we as I as all of us lead in different ways. Those relationships are key, and you are phenomenal at that. I'll share a little bit of a personal story. You and I were on a call yesterday morning. We got off the call. I was thinking some things and um, thinking, I I need to call the mayor to talk about X. What it was really doesn't matter as it relates to how we're talking about this now. The funny thing was, within about 10 seconds of me thinking that, in walks the mayor into my office to talk about those things that passively uh, I or we were all thinking about. You are spectacular on just saying, let's talk about this. And so I I think that is just such a great attribute that we all need to uh, understand and glean as we as we seek to lead whoever, uh, if it's a community, if it's a business, uh, whoever it might be. So that skill will always serve you well. So we also know that you spent a lot of hours on the phone. So you so you were you were talking about that. You are. Uh, hearing from business people, you are talking to individuals, you are sharing with family members. As you think about this period that I guess we would label as a crisis today, what what concerns you most over the next six months as it relates to, I guess let's let's talk about being uh, your your role as mayor. So, as it relates to our community, what's your biggest concern as we look forward? Well, the thing that I, that I worry about is possibly you know people falling through the cracks that we're, we're going to miss someone in our recovery effort uh, we're, we're we have a lot of great people in our in our um, city good leaders good community community minded people people who are selflessly emotionally invested in the success of the community 
so I, I, I have no doubt that Marion is going to pull through this and come out a stronger community than even than we were before. Uh, but I do worry that, you know, someone, uh, we, 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 that I don't want to miss, miss something where there was a need that we didn't uh, recognize or where someone fell through the cracks that we could have helped somehow. And I realize that, you know, we can't be everything to everyone, but, um, you know, it's just one of the things that, 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 that I'm thinking about all the time. Like, have we missed an area of the community or a certain group or uh, a certain subset of the community that we need to reach out to to check in on them and, and, and to see what the needs are to even consider whether or not the resources are there to help them through this. Because not everyone is good at asking for help or reaching out when they need help. Uh, so that's, you know, I just, I know that Marion uh, will pull through this. Like I said, we have great people and great leaders, and um, uh, and a will, I think, to move forward and uh, and to put things back together the way they were uh, prior to the to, to entering this crisis. But I, I, my biggest concern is that we bring everybody along and that everyone is a beneficiary of these efforts. So you are a attorney by profession. And I know full well, because we are recording this podcast using Zoom, since we are socially distancing ourselves, um, I know full well you're sitting in your office right now uh, at 4.30 on a Friday, and there's probably not many people, if anyone else, uh, in in your office at this point. Uh, We often joke uh, that early in the morning, you're sending text messages. Uh, As I'm rolling out of bed at 5 a.m., I feel like I'm sleeping in and I'm late to the party. Uh, because I know in, in many instances, you're, you're already in the office. So you put in a ton of time with all of the things that you are managing uh, as a leader. H- how do you balance uh, being a leader in the community, being a leader in your business, but also not losing sight of the fact that, that you need to be a leader in your home as well? Yeah, it's, it's, not, always, it's not always easy. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that. It does take a lot of energy, of course, uh, and drive. And sometimes I wonder how I'm going to get everything done. But ultimately, I'm doing things that really matter to me. And I think that's the, that's the heart of it, whether it's my family, whether it's my church, whether it's my, my work or uh, my current leadership position with the city. These are all things that, are, that, I, that, that matter to me. They're just uh, very important to me. So I'm willing to put the time into them. Uh, I, and I love I love what I'm doing. I mean, people ask me that all the time. How do you manage a full time law practice and handle everything with the city and still be home for dinner every night and go to all your kids' activities? I mean, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit crazy, but um, I, I, these are the old adage that busy people get more done. I think is true. And and when you it's something you really care about, you find a way to do it. You find a way to get it done. It it just means you know I don't have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way I've I've been raised. You know, I never saw my my parents be idle one minute. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I say this all the time. I, I, I don't want to squander a single minute that I have uh, to be productive on earth. I, you know, I, I want to just be productive and, and, and to make things better, uh, whether, you know, for my family or, or for the city. And I think, you know, with, through experience, over years, you learn how to juggle multiple things and uh, not to get overwhelmed. Some mornings I do wake up and think, how am I going to get everything done? But 
um, you know, as you probably have guessed, I'm very religious. So I, I make the sign of the cross. I take a deep breath and I just start tackling things one, one at a time. And, you know, ultimately it, it does get done. Now, the one thing that is key to all of that is, and you, you uh, mentioned it early on with, with, with your comment about relationships. And I think any leader who is successful realizes quickly that no one can get anything done by themselves. And you have to have a good support network and you have to have people who want to see you succeed and people who are help, helping you along the way. And I'm blessed really with a wonderful family who's very supportive with wonderful people that I work with, uh, both at my, my law office as well as the city um, that I can rely on. Uh, they're great resources. They're there to, to jump in uh, and help whenever I need it. That makes that makes everything possible. You could make the argument that if you weren't involved in, you talk about the things that matter. All of these extra things are things that truly and deeply uh, matter to you. One could probably make the argument that if you didn't do all those things, you you would perhaps be an even less effective attorney. Because there's something about when we're when we're busy doing what really matters to us, what drives us, what satisfies us, that 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 adds fuel to the fire and to the uh, level of functioning that you can do in 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 this other profession over here. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's very true. Yep, I agree totally. Last question as we wrap wrap up here today. Um, even in the times that we are in now here on May 1st, 2020 in Marion, Iowa, what still gives a leader like yourself hope and excitement for the future of this community? I think, you know, this crisis and lots of similar events, I think, you know, bring out the best in people. So you get to see the best face of your community. Mm -hmm. um, and going through something like this as, as a group brings people together with a shared experience. And, you know, Marion was a very strong community going into this crisis. As I said before, we were on, we had some tremendous momentum, lots of positive things about, about this particular time in Marion. I think going through this, we're gonna come out even stronger, realizing even more the importance of collaboration, of working together, of having shared and common goals uh, as a community that we can all aspire to. Ultimately, I think it's that uh, I mentioned before that, that Marion has an abundance of selfless individuals who, who are just emotionally invested in the success of the community. And so all these things together really give me, give me great hope. I think that we're going to be okay. Marion is going to come out stronger. We're going to be able to reignite that forward momentum that we had quickly and, and go back to a position of, of growth where all people we're experiencing a great quality of life and are able to achieve their goals as well as businesses in our, in our community, you know, being able to achieve whatever goals they have. Uh, there's a saying, hope springs eternal. You know, we have to be able to see the, the to have hope and, and to be optimistic, find those, those things that, that will give us uh, hope that there is life after uh, coronavirus and uh, uh, Marion will pull through, I have no doubt. Mayor Nick. Thanks for your leadership. Thanks for taking time to join us here this afternoon. Thanks, Nick. And we hope you, our listeners, were able to glean some relevance and ideas for your own life, your own work environment, and even your own home. 
Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please watch and stay tuned for additional episodes. Our goal is to produce content about every week, speaking with influential community and business leaders willing to allow us the opportunity to get behind the scenes, look at their unique positions of influence, especially through some of these challenging times. Thanks for listening to this episode of Candid Community Leadership. Wherever you lead, wherever you have influence, aspire for excellence. Be real with the people you lead, and let's be candid. We can all do better when we grow together. Thank you.